0: Hey guys, before we get into the podcast, I'd like to really thank you for listening. With your support, we have been named one of the top 20 chemical engineering podcasts at spot number 15. You can check out the list at feedspot.com. With that, here's some inspiration from our guest, Dr. Christine Chang.
1: Being able to figure out like that there's money and resources and people out there who are interested in helping you um but it's just a matter of you going out there and finding it and you know trying to make those connections trying to talk to the right people um trying to set up the right things i think that was yeah i would say that was the most like that was the most interesting thing that i learned
2: (laughs)
0: Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk Wiki USC. My name is Belinda Garana and I'm a PhD student in chemical engineering at USC.
2: And my name is Amber and I'm a junior in chemical engineering at USC with a focus in sustainable energy. Wiki USC stands for Women in Chemical Engineering at USC and provides professional development, community networking, and outreach for women in chemical engineering and their supporters.
0: Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Christine Chang. Dr. Chang is an alumni of USC Chemical Engineering, where she earned her PhD under the advisement of Dr. Melancha Gupta and founded a chapter of the Materials Research Society. Her research focused on investigation of biopolymer materials and surface functionalization of novel biomedical implants, such as 3D printed medical devices. She studied the scale up of vapor phase deposition of polymers to work towards large scale processing to bridge the gap between lab bench and industrial scale research. She is now a principal systems engineer in the future technical Leaders program at Northrop Grumman Corporation. Dr. Chang, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Hey guys, I'm really excited to be here.
0: It's so awesome to finally call you Doctor. You certainly earned it because you have five publications under your belt plus two more in press, and you received the Innovation in Engineering Doctoral Fellowship. Can you share with us? What do you think were important factors that helped you succeed in both your academic and industry experiences?
1: Thanks. Um, It actually feels really surreal to be called doctor still. Um, I feel like it hasn't really sunk in even though I guess I've graduated for a few months now. Um, I think some things that really helped me Were just having a good support network and a really good group of people around me. Um, I think having people outside of school, um, like friends and such, really helped to keep me grounded. Um, But also having a lot of friends at SC, um, you know, especially other grad students, it really helped. Um, to have that shared experience. So I knew that I wasn't the only person that was struggling with research and I wasn't the only person who was having a hard time um, balancing my schedule and things like that. So I, yeah, I really have to give credit to all the people who are around me and supporting me um, throughout my journey.
0: That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I definitely agree that a support system makes a huge difference, especially in grad school. It's just so much different (laughs) from undergrad. And um, it's really great to have that support when you're going through a new challenge like a PhD.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of not at the graduate level, but I've been doing work for the past uh, year or so in another research lab on campus. Um, So that's been a really cool experience just to kind of see all the grad students going through it. But um, I guess another question we have for you is just we'd like to hear a little bit more about how you've gotten to where you are now. So kind of like how your time at USC um, and your industry experience has kind of led you to your current position.
1: Um, Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say working backwards. So my current position is uh, in part of a rotation program. And the reason I chose it was because I feel like for a PhD, you get a lot of depth into a specific field. Um, And then the reason I chose to do a rotation program as my first job out of grad school was because I wanted to get a little more breadth and a little more exposure to, you know, what are some other interesting engineering problems that people are looking at? Um, What are some interesting Uh, engineering questions that people are trying to solve that are outside of my field that I don't really know about Um, and I really yeah so the reason I chose like the rotation was because um, I wanted to yeah just um, get more breadth in my technical background Um, but being at USC I feel like what I cultivated in grad school and I and I feel is, um, you know, a big takeaway from being in grad school where the program can be very unstructured is just being curious um, and just wanting to learn more. And um, like when you find something that's interesting to you. it's up to you to decide, oh, do I want to look into this more? Or am I um, am I like, oh, that's interesting, and then you move on to something else. So I feel like, yeah, just being in grad school, um, I felt like that's really when I learned that because, um, at least for me, the program was very unstructured. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's really, it was really up to me to Um, just like go poke around and see what's interesting to me to look into more.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. So I know I've heard like a bit about the different for a lot of the big engineering companies like having those rotational programs for grad students Um, but kind of like what what more is it like like um, is there a favorite rotation you've done so far or Kind of like, what's your favorite aspect of that right now?
1: Well, so I'm on my first rotation because I only graduated um, a few months ago. (laughs) So far, I would say, so the position I chose um, since grad school is also very technical, I was like, oh, I want to try something a little bit less technical, um, Mm -hmm. a little more management-y. So uh, my role is, Um, running this internal like the company's internal program to fund small research projects Um, so employees can propose like oh I had this cool idea I would like a little bit of um, funding to kind of pull on this thread and see if it can go into something bigger And yeah, what I really like about that is just that I get to be exposed to a lot of different technologies across the company. And I get to talk to these really interesting people um, and like that just work on these really cool projects. And I think, you know, touching back on like the reason I chose a rotation program was to build up my breadth. I think similarly in this role, Um, it's just been really cool to talk to be able to talk to people across the company, which um, I would say is typically pretty unusual in a technical position where usually you're working on um, your specific field and then you interface with the people who are on your campus and your group. Um, But it's really unusual to be able to talk to people on all different campuses across the company.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. That sounds like really great experience so far. Um, that's definitely really interesting and great to have that breadth.
0: Yeah, it's so cool to hear that you work with people all across the company. With that said, how does that look like on a day-to-day basis?
1: Well, so given the times I've pretty much just been exclusively working from home, um, which is a bit of a shame because I think during normal times with this position, I'd get to like fly around the country and actually see some of these people and talk to these people. Um, but I would say, I I would say probably most people will tell you that their job has like the cool parts, which is like, um, what they wanted to do the job for, so for me, that would be like actually learning about lots of cool, different new technologies um and you know being able to talk to other engineers about their pet projects um but I would say a good portion of the day is also spent just answering emails, um, sending out the right emails, herding cats um and then also like you know, looking through budgets, balancing numbers. Um yeah, so I feel like there's, you know, to every position there's gonna be like the fun stuff and then the sustaining stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I like your story about hurting the cats. Um since we're working from home now. So you know it's great to hear that you like your position right now. Um but like you had a long journey to get there, right? So what kinds of challenges did you face along the way and how did you stay motivated through them? Hmm,
1: yeah, that's a good question. I. It's hard to say like specifically, but definitely in general, getting through grad school is really tough. I would say, for me, the program was really open-ended. And then, whereas I feel like I thrive better when I have like very concrete problems to tackle in a concrete timeframe. Um, so I would say in general, like I think grad school is challenging for different people in different ways. Um, and so I guess for me, it was kind of like, learning where my greatest weaknesses are and sort of like figuring out how to work on them, but also in some ways, figuring out how to accept that that's just not my strength. Um, and figuring out, I guess also having support from others to help me not get discouraged was really important. Um, and even, I think undergrad was a big challenge for me. I feel like the coursework was really tough and then it was like really discouraging. And I think it did take like a little bit of time and perspective to really help me see like the benefits and the merits of, um, you know, going through those tough times, right? Because nobody likes to go through a tough time, but oftentimes, that's when we do the most growing.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Um, I feel like grad school is definitely the time to grow as a professional. And uh, also somehow you found the time to also found the Materials Research Society at USC. Um, And I was wondering, you know, that's a huge feat. So What inspired you to found the club and what did you take away from that experience? Well, um,
1: I think you also (laughs) know, you know, what the mechanisms of starting a club look like. Um, I would say a lot of the logistics of setting it up was really a big challenge and a big pain. Um, and I think just because there, there weren't a lot of other people that I personally knew that had started clubs, there was a lot of like, I'm not really sure how to, what what are they really asking in this form? Like, what do I really need to say in this form? Um, and then just being able to talk to other people like you, Belinda, for example, and see like, wait oh, how did you figure that out? Oh, okay, let me let me try to, like, adapt to that for, like, what I want to do. Um, but something that was, I guess, the most interesting lesson to me was that a lot of times there's resources out there, and for me it was, like, money to um, fund, like, club events, like, having, um, like, usually for our... Um, our materials research society uh, chapter meetings, we would try to have food and things like that. So being able to figure out like that there's money and resources and people out there who are interested in helping you, um, but it's just a matter of you going out there and finding it and you know, trying to make those connections, trying to talk to the right people, um, trying to set up the right things I think that was, yeah, I would say that was the most, like, that was the most interesting thing that I learned because usually I feel like, um, it's easy to get into the mindset of like, oh, you know, starting a club, that's something that someone else would do. Oh, figuring out where to get money from. Yeah, that sounds difficult. Like, there's no way anybody's going to care to give my club money. And, yeah, so just learning that, like, when you go out there and really talk to people, then, you know, you never know. There's, like, other people who are trying to find people to give their money to to support
0: social events within the department. Oh, my gosh. I totally Remember when we were all trying to get funding, and I totally agree. Um, For me, what I learned too is you know, it's all about believing in yourself, and that's like the biggest limit that you can have. (laughs) Um, Because if you do, you know, get the courage to go out there and make sure your voice is heard there's a lot more support than you'd think. So thanks for sharing that.
2: Yeah, I think it's um, so true, especially within USC, just how many resources are available. Um, If you just do a little digging for them, like you're definitely gonna find them. It just takes in putting in that basic amount of work um, to get started, which is really cool. Yeah, exactly. I think um, transitioning a little bit, just since a lot of our members for Wiki are undergrads, um, and just since you did your PhD program at USC, uh, for any undergrad that's listening or trying to make this decision of whether they're going to pursue grad school, um, kind of like what led you to that decision? Or how did you decide, like, I want to get my PhD?
1: Mm Mm-hmm yeah that's a good question um I think I always knew that I wanted to be in industry but probably more on the research and development side and then because I I guess like I want to work on something where I can see like the obvious like, oh, this is what you've made. Now it's being used by people, Um, but still have some of that like research impact where um, I get to kind of shape the direction of where I want a company's research or products or future to be going. Um, And then so kind of working backwards from that goal, I felt that working, like being able to get to that position where you can do research and development at a company, um, it is pretty typical to go for, to have a PhD to get those positions. Um, so then working backwards from there, it just made sense like, okay, if, I, if that's what I wanna do, then I should go for a PhD. Um, and actually before I um, started at SC for grad school, I worked for a year. Um, but even when I was working, I told I told my manager and one of my coworkers, um, I had an offer, and I was thinking about going, and I felt a little guilty because I had only just started at the company, and they were all really supportive. They were all like, no, you should go. You should definitely go get your PhD. Um, my manager had a PhD, and she was telling me how she was working while getting her PhD and was a single mom and I was just like well that sounds much more difficult than just going to get my PhD now.
2: (laughs) Yeah definitely that's really interesting though I feel like one of the biggest kind of myths I guess for undergrads is just that people only get their PhDs if they want to pursue like academia Mm -hmm. Um, which is so not the case it's something like I didn't know until I actually started working in a lab Um, but that's really interesting Um, so just from that I know kind of from what Belinda's told me and doing a little background research um, you pursued your degree in chemical engineering um, but instead of material science which I think you have a lot of background in Um, So I guess I was just wondering, like, what is the big difference between the two? they are two topics that come a lot up a lot within chemical engineering. Um, And what made you primarily interested in materials?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I would say the reason I started in chemical engineering was, and I think this is the case at SC as well, in my undergrad, we didn't have a material science degree for undergrads. Um, so I did the chemical engineering degree with like the materials track. Um, and then I would say like, I did um, like chemistry research as an undergrad and um, worked with some polymers. So I think because I was interested in polymers then that's sort of like, it it was sort of like a natural transition into, um, yeah, I guess what I studied in grad school. I think for me, and I wouldn't say that this is strictly the case, but I think for me, um, material science tends a little more towards um, like hard materials as opposed to soft materials. And so I guess that's kind of why I went with chemical engineering also partly just because that was my undergrad major. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it, it, it just sort of made sense. Um, And I, I think for me, chemical engineering also is more closely related to process engineering. um, And that ultimately was pretty closely related. I would say like my PhD was kind of like process engineering and like polymers related.
2: Okay got you that makes a lot of sense. Yeah I know for USC too we just have the emphasis for undergrad in um material science Um, but for students who are interested in materials do you have any advice you would give them for kind of going through that process and getting more experience with it, figuring out like what part of it they're interested in. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: well, I'm not sure how classes are structured at SC, but if you have like the choice the yeah, like the choice to be able to take um, like an intro to material science class as an elective, I would definitely say that's a good place to start. Um, just so you can get your feet wet and kind of figure out like, what is this even about? Um, and I would say if you're interested in doing research, you know, you should always feel free and I guess like feel empowered to reach out to professors and just say like, Hey, you know, your research looks cool to me. Um, I'd be interested in working with you if you have any openings for undergrad researchers. And I would say that's another way that you can really like start to get your feet wet and like really just see if, you know, if that's something that you're actually interested in. Because sometimes you might think it's like, oh yeah, that can be cool. But then once you like start working on it, you're like, no, never mind, it's not for me. <laughs> so. <laughs> It helped. Yeah, I would say just like don't be afraid to dive in. Don't be afraid to reach out to professors. Um, I f- I feel like usually they're 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 always gonna be like excited to talk to you. Even like even if they don't have any positions, it'll be. I mean, they'll always be happy to talk to someone who's excited about their work. Um, if they're a jerk, then well, that's their problem, not yours. <laughs> But in general, I feel like, you know, the professors are more than excited to be able to talk to people
2: about how cool their stuff is. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think within, like, the chemical engineering faculty at UC, everyone is pretty nice. So hopefully there wouldn't be that issue, but... Yeah, undergraduate research is definitely, I've had such a good experience. I knew nothing about it before I started. I was just like, wow, this could be, like, interesting. Um, But it's been so great. It's
0: been, like, the most valuable thing I've done in undergrad. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, I totally agree. I wouldn't have gone for a PhD if I hadn't done undergrad research. So I'd really recommend it to anyone curious. And yeah, thanks for that great advice. You can never know if you like something till you try it. So Dr. Chang, thank you so much again for joining us today.
1: Yeah, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed speaking with you guys.
0: Where can our students listening connect with you online?
1: Um, I guess the easiest way to contact me would be to email me um but i think i'm not too hard to find on social media
0: okay sounds good to our listeners stay tuned for our next podcast on january 27 with dr shama sharada our very own faculty advisor for women in chemical engineering at usc You can submit questions for her by January 20 on Twitter with hashtag Let's Talk WikiUSC or by email to wikiusc at gmail.com. For more information, check out our website at wikiusc.com. From all of us at Wiki, thanks for listening.